you want to learn more about effective management, head over to madsingers.com and sign up for my free management training. Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Lincoln coming to us from Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome, Lincoln. Thank you, Mads. Lincoln, there's people around the world who don't yet know who you are. So <laughs> would you mind spending a minute or two telling us a little bit of who you are and how you ended up where you are today? Well, my name is Lincoln Cochran. I was born in the tiny little island of Trinidad and Tobago. And I, I was imported into the United States in 1985. Um, I was a member of JC's International, vice president of JC's International, and they needed a director of training and development at the world headquarters in Coral Gables, Florida. And they invited me, they asked me, I never planned this. This was, you know, this was such divine intervention that I should come here. I mean, I was living in paradise, man. You know, things were like, you know, smooth, easy, no challenges. Everybody knew me, I knew the rest of the people. Business was easy. And then the Lord plucked me out of paradise and brought me and opened my eyes. And it was like, you know, you talk about the oyster, like my oyster broke open, you know? And I've been to 37 countries all over the world. Um, leadership development, management development, I found out is my gift. Every time I've tried to move away from it, I come right back into it. So I surrender, have your way with me. And, and my role is my personal mission in life is to help people to be the best that they were designed to be. You know, Mads, with, with all due respect to the guys who wrote the book, I'm okay, you okay in the 80s, you know, with all due respect to them, in the 80s, maybe it was a great timing, but I'm not okay. Mads, you're not okay. People who are listening, you're not okay. You're great. Don't settle for okay. Yep. Too many people are settling for okay. So what I do is I'm a, a coach, an executive coach, an individual coach. I specialize in passion. Passion. Because it's based on the philosophy that people who have a passion for what they do will excel at what they do, Mads. And, and, and everybody knows this. If you find out what you love to do and go do it and you can get paid for it, wow, that's what a blessing. You're not working anymore. You're not yep. working anymore. So that's what I do. I'm an author. I wrote, I've written two books so far. I'm working on my third book. Um, the first one is Verse for the Day, which is a a devotional, but it's a devotional with a twist in that it's not just a Bible verse, but I'm encouraging people to journal. How did God bless you today? And don't write down you woke up this morning because half of the rest of the world woke up too. Look for that specific blessing. And for me today, my specific blessing would be meeting mad singers on, on a podcast and getting the opportunity to, to touch people all, all over the world. And then the second is, how did you glorify him today? What did you do? And it doesn't have to be a big deal, Matt. It can be you put a smile on a stranger's face. You say, thank you. You hold the door for somebody who's coming in behind you. And the third thing is, what do I need to ask God to forgive me for? So those are the, the second book is with passion. 
And I, if people who have found their passion and perform with passion will excel at what they do. And, totally. I, wrote, and I wrote that book and it's available on Mans and Noble and it's on Amazon and anybody would like a, a signed copy, just reach out to me. So that's what I do and I love it. I teach Bible study at my church. I do a Zoom Bible study every Wednesday night. I have a verse for the day ministry every day, Monday to Friday. And I have a Tuesday. I call it my rat tip, R-A-T tip. My Tuesday rat tip, R-A-T stands for retain, apply, transfer. Because if you're not retaining and you're not applying and you're not sharing, you're not growing. You're not doing anything, basically. So yeah. that, that's me. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think we have a lot of similar philosophies and, and passions in life. So super yeah. excited to to come at this interview and, and see what we can help people with. So Lincoln, I think the first topic we want to touch on is a little bit around letting go, development, and really delegation right i think as a as a management coach like the number one thing i spend the most time helping people with is delegating and letting go and it's yeah. it's a consistent challenge for most people in business so what's what's your sort of hints and tips and what's your sort of process for for helping people through this well the first the thing is it's a relationship when when you Life is a relationship. So you have a relationship with your, let's say your employees or your teammates. And one of the key ingredients of any relationship is trust. So when you delegate responsibility to an employee or a teammate, trust them that they will get it done. Not necessarily how you want them to do it, but how they would like to do it and focus on the result. It's the result that matters, not the technique, because we all have different techniques, you know? We all have different styles, but it's focus on the result, and that will save you a lot of stress, Mr. Business Owner, Mr. Business Owner, because trust the people until they prove you wrong. And when yep. and be and be there, like, like when I coach executive, I say when you delegate the responsibility, give them authority also to do it their way, and then let them know you're here to support them when they need the support, not when you think they need the support, but when they need it. And, yep. then, let, and then empower them to choose. How, would you like, how often would you like me to, to, to follow up with you? Weekly, daily, once a month? Can let, give them power. When you give people authority, they will excel. They will do more than what you ask them to do. But when you micromanage them, they will do, but that's what you told me to do. So that's what I'm going to do, kind of deal. So, so delegation is a skill, it's an art, but it's also the willingness to let it go. Yep. And I think, I think one of my best examples for this, where, where you see it hurt constantly, is when, when people are like, oh, you know, my, my, My staff never suggests improvements to the processes or they're, they're never coming up with good suggestions. And for me, that's one of the very simple outputs of yeah. often poor delegation, right? Because when you give people ownership, 
they will eventually come up with better ways of doing things. But when you micromanage them, yeah. they will do exactly what you have told them to do. And they will probably not do it significantly well, but they will do kind of what you're suggesting. Yeah, yeah just enough. You know, when I, when I delegate and when I coach people to delegate, you outline the role, the job that needs to be done. And then you ask them, what do you think is the best approach to get this done? What do you think is the best approach to get this done? Hear what they have to offer you. Their approach may be better than yours. And, and they might have a, some, or they might, when you put both of your, your ideas together, then you come up with the best idea, the best way. Yep. And now you're coaching them, you're growing them. So to take more responsibility. And then, that, then, then they will come to you, hey, I have this idea. I think we should do this. Because you have an open door policy. Yep. Excellent. And when you go through it, I mean, what, what happens then? Because so if, if we take the challenges that come up, so the most common challenge that I always hear people say is, oh, I delegated, but you know, it didn't work out or this was a problem or that was a problem. So what, what, what do you do when you delegate something and you're not getting to the desired end result or not getting to the desired end result fast enough? Well, well you've got to analyze. You've got to analyze what's going wrong. Did I delegate it to the wrong person? Or did I delegate it to the person who was not well equipped? How can I help this person? How, or do I need to draw alongside this person? Or do I need to put them with another person? who knows what to do. It's, it's, you got to analyze the situation, but from not from your point of view, but from their point of view. Yes. Not what's wrong with, with the person, you know, what, how can we help this person to get this done in the yeah. way that it should be done? Not necessarily in my way, but in the best way that it should be done. Yeah. And, and then... Resist the temptation of I'm right, you're wrong. 100%. Resist that temptation and come, okay, I'm right, you're right, we are both right and we are both wrong, but what's, what's important is the result. Let's see where we are both right. Forget about what we are both wrong, that's wasting time. Let's find out where we are both right, put it together, and now we have the best way, to, the best approach. Excellent. Yep. It sounds like we have a very, very similar approach to, to delegation. So that's it works. Great. It works, my friend. Yes. Yeah. And I think just in, in general, I mean, I, I, I have many, many staff that, you know, they work with us for a while and they're, they're often surprised by the amount of ownership. And it's often very unusual for them because, unfortunately, in most companies, you don't get a lot of ownership. No. Right? No, you're right. Uh, and, the thing is, ownership is a fine balance, right? It's mixed between something you take when you're given the opportunity, and it's mixed between that and then, you know, what what people entrust you with, right? And amen, amen. You know, in my book, With Passion, the, the, the O stands for ownership. Yeah. And I, I tell CEOs and business owners, stop employing employees. Stop yeah. employing workers. Start employing business partners because that's what they are. You employ them because you need their skill, their ability, their talent, their personality, and then you pay them for it. 
So they, they bring their skill, their talent, their personality, their knowledge and to the, to the, off, the workplace and they perform and you pay them for, for performance, not just to show up and exactly. do what you want and what you tell them to do. Free yourself up I mean, because what, to visualize what's the next step in my business. How can I grow my business? How can I develop my business? Free yourself up. Get away from the day-to-day running of the business. Let the, that, let the people who you're paying do that. Yep. Spot on. Spot on. Excellent. So you mentioned growth as well. So that for, for me, growth is important, and it's particularly important both with your staff, but also with yourself as a business owner. But if we start with the staff side of things, besides delegation, which is probably the most important piece of growth, what what other growth or how else do you generally look at growth with your staff? But the thing about it is growth is a continuous process. It's not an event. My father was a philosopher and he took, gave me a quote I didn't know at the time, I thought it was his quote, you know, I didn't know it was Leonardo da Vinci's quote, but he said to me, son, stagnant water soon loses its purity and in cold weather becomes frozen. So too inactivity saps the vigor of the mind. And in talking to business owners, they tend to get so inundated and stuck in the business. They neglect to work on themselves and their, their people and on the business. I, always, I like to ask CEOs and presidents this question, what's your most valuable asset? And 99% of the time they will tell me my people. And, then, and I say, what percentage of your budget are you investing in growing and developing your people? And then the, the head goes down. I remember one CEO told me, well, I, I hired a salesperson. I don't have to train them how to sell again. I said, sir, they come here with their habits. You have a brand here. Do you want them to represent your brand, your company's brand, or their brand? How do we get that? We have to coach them. We have to train them to represent your brand. I mean, look, look just for a good example, the fast food industry. Why is Chick-fil-A? so much into service and standard because they, this employing the same teenagers from high school and other, but they're training them the right way. Customer service, and it's consistent and it's ongoing. Learning is not an event, it's a process. It's a process. 100%. I love that way of looking at it. Then I, I, I generally, not just ask people or, or CEOs how much budget do you have to develop your people. I, I, I asked them a slightly similar question, which is how much of your time do you spend with your people? Because again, uh, most of the time, business owners know that the people is the most important asset, yeah. but they spend all their time sitting, staring into a screen instead of talking with their people and coaching their people. Yeah. And, and, you know, and you know, man, I asked him, how much time do you take a walk in, the, in your building and say hello to your people, starting with the one who is cleaning the office, the security guard, make sure you treat everybody equal because you heard the statement, monkey see, monkey do? 
They are looking at you. You got a hundred people on, on your team. You got a hundred pairs of eyes looking at you and they will mimic you. They will copy you. You are the pace setter. You are the trend setter. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's very important, right? And I, I think when I first started out in, in management, I, was, I worked in Xerox and IBM, big companies. And I, I, I've learned that very quickly that it's not just about necessarily treating everyone the same per se, which you definitely should, but yeah. it's just as much about building relationships with everyone, right? Mm -hmm. And like, yeah. I, I spend a lot of time, you know, getting to know like the receptionist and just the different people, because here's the thing, in any company at any point in time, you, you end up with, with a problem. And if you know the people who can make things happen, and sometimes that is a security guard somewhere. Sometimes mm -hmm. that's a receptionist. Right. And the whole yeah. point is that, you know, everyone have their part to play. And if you know everyone, you're more likely to make things happen when you're in a difficult situation. And when you're in a difficult situation is typically when you need your staff the most. It's not when you need you the most. Uh, you know, Matt, and when your people know that you would, they, you would come to them for solutions, even before the problems that they are, now they're looking out. You got, they're looking after the business and they, they will, now they will, they will be coming to you knocking on your door. Hey, I noticed this is happening here. Well, we need to fix this before you even notice it because they're in the trenches. They yeah. are in the trenches. You know, I think about, think about Chrysler, right? Yeah. When Lee Iacocca was running Chrysler, they were doing pretty okay. And then he retired and they, they, they brought this guy, Sergio from Italy, uh, who was running Fiat and they, and they made him the CEO. Look at what happened. You know what the first thing that man did? He moved his office from the penthouse to the ground floor. So he will be able to interact and Chrysler took off. They, they took off. That's, I mean, a simple thing like that. You know, I tell CEO, how often do you wait? You get there early and stand at the front door and welcome your people. Shake some hands. Say good morning. Yeah. And not, and not just the people, but how about their families? How often, you know, when I was in management, once a quarter, I will have a family day, like a family picnic. And I, and I will invite all the, 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 the spouses and their kids and we will play softball and we will have fun and have a barbecue and you know that how you build relationship and you build a culture totally a winning totally. culture yeah definitely what what about yourself as a person so your self-development what's what's sort of your way of going around that and, and what what's as a leader like what do you feel people should be doing Right now, I'm just a one-man operation, and I love it. You know, I've been in the corporate world, Fortune 500 companies all over the world traveling. So my post, you know where I get my growth and development from, Mads? When I have to prepare to do a seminar or a workshop or a keynote speech, you know this, I learn the most. Because I, I wanted to give my best. I want to make sure I'm getting, you know, the, the best of the best to give to the people. So I, I have to do research. I have to read. And then um, my spiritual, you see, that's another thing. My spiritual development, most people neglect. 
spiritual development. But that's, I spend at least an hour every day working on feeding my soul, feeding my soul. Because that's, at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Yeah. So I believe in total growth and development. I, I physical, take care of the physical, take care of the mental, take care of the spiritual, take care of the social, the people around you. Perfect, perfect, and uh, yeah, I, I think I think I've always believed that, that teaching is the best way to learn, right? And that's also why I've loved being a coach, and that's also why, yeah. like, I, I've always insisted on on both doing what I'm doing, so running businesses while I coach as well, because I've had coaches in the past that you know used to run businesses and used to do things, but I, I really enjoy when people are doing it, right? Yeah. And that's that. That's for me. That's a big thing. It might not be that like that for everyone, but but for me, that's definitely a big thing. And here's the thing: running a business, like when I coach people, when I help people achieve amazing results in all sorts of industries and so on, I learn a ton of stuff as well. Because fundamentally, seeing the insights of lots of businesses, seeing how lots of businesses are tackling different problems, is also a great teacher for me. So even when, though I'm I'm there to teach other people and, and help them grow and develop fundamentally yeah. you also learn a lot that way right of course you know it's amazing observation learning observation is a key aspect of learning think about the most the most important life skills we practice today is by observing observing other people how they do it the difference is that i've learned is pick the best learn from the best because nobody is perfect except Jesus Christ. So learn from the best. Definitely. Definitely. Excellent. And yeah, I mean, one of the things we see from business owners, I, at least I see it quite a lot, right? Is these, they, they run the entire business on their back. They know it all. They know exactly <laughs> what to do. They know how to do it. And they often believe that if they just work a little bit more, a little bit harder, they will finally get there someday. And they never get there because that is not generally how you build a big business, right? So what's your thoughts in terms of... Well, the, the irony of the whole thing is people who go into business for themselves think, well, I'm going to be in charge. I'm going to be running this business and I'll have more free time to spend with my family and take vacation and all of that. And then they become a slave to the business. Yeah. They become a slave to the business. And the business is running their lives now versus they running the business. The business. Yeah. And that's because of that sense of ownership and that unwillingness to delegate, to coach train and delegate. How do people learn? They learn by doing. If you're not allowing them to do, they're not going to be learning. They will be coming to you all the time. Help me, help me, help me, help me. Instead of, let me show you how to do it. Instead of, let me do it for you. You just put in more pressure on yourself and building up your stress level. The next thing you know, you're going to have a heart attack and the business is going to be there and you're gone. Sorry to be so blunt, but it's a fact. It, totally. And I mean, I, I've seen obviously firsthand with many of my clients, right? Like they literally go from 
being in a situation where they are working maybe a hundred hours a week or something to a situation where, you know, the team is running the show and everything is happening. And, you know, they're having to, having to find new hobbies and having to find new things because yeah. things just run. Right. And, and the difference is, is, I mean, it's mind boggling. Right. But yeah, it's, it's not that hard. I mean, we coach leaders and you know, how do you know a great leader? is what happens when he's not there. Yes. Or she is not there. That the thing, the, the business keeps going when they are not there. That's a great leader. My, my favorite trick to, when I tell people, when I, when I say like, you know, is your team performing well? Are they doing everything they need to do? I'm like, take a month's holiday. Take a month's yeah. holiday and see is the business better when you come back than when you left it? And if that is the case, you generally have the right team in place. You know, I, I remember this video clip that is so relevant to what we're talking about. Think about a NASCAR driver. He's going around the track and then he has to make a pit stop. The moment he gets into that pit stop, does he come out of the car to check to see if everybody is doing what they're supposed to do? No, he never gets out of the car. Everybody does what they're supposed to do and in seconds he's gone. That's the type of mentality. Trust your people. Without trust, you're going to be so frustrated. You're going to be so stressed out, overworked. Trust your people. Yeah, yeah and, and reality is, right? Like, I always ask people this, but, but typically when people have been successful in business themselves, it's typically because they have been trusted in the past. Mm -hmm. Because most people don't, learn the right skills to be an expert, to run a business, to, to do things like that if they haven't been entrusted. And I always ask people, how did you learn? Did someone sit down next to you, hand you a pile of processes and says, follow these things, right? Never, never, ever have anyone learned that way, right? No. It's not how you learn. You learn by having ownership. You learn by by taking responsibility. And and. A lot of time, I mean, it's fear of failure to a large extent sometimes, right? Because people are so afraid of what can happen, what will happen and all this sort of stuff, right? And they yeah. feel, again, that they're so superior. They know everything. They're, they're so good. And, you know, every, everything just will fail if they're not around. But when, when yeah. I work with managers in the corporate world, what I always tell them, because they always have this fear of, you know, if, if someone knows my job, they will just fire me and give the job to them instead. <laughs> and, and I tell them the opposite. I tell them the day you're going to get promoted is the day when someone can do your job so Amen. that you don't have to. Yeah. And, and like you and I coach leaders, I say, who are you coaching to be your replacement? Who are you yes. coaching to be your replacement? And then some, I deal with, you know, family-owned business. And say, so do you have a succession plan in place? When it's yep. time for you to, to retire and step away, who is going to take over this business? It's not going to happen overnight. It's yep. not going to happen overnight. And here, here's the thing. If you are an employee or if you have employees, the number one focus with them is, again, get the replacement ready. And that's not, again, because you want to fire them. That is get yeah. their replacement ready so they can step up. Because if reality is if you're running a small business and you're running it successfully, 
you need the people who can step up and take on more responsibility. And yeah. if you haven't taught your staff to do this yet, teaching them how to find their replacement, teaching them how to do exactly what we are talking about here, which is developing whoever is going to replace them is so critical, right? And when you, when yeah. you learn to do it for yourself, the next step is doing this exact same thing for your employees. Yes, sir. Yep. People so. learn by doing. Definitely. Definitely. That's what I, I, you know, I love the Junior Chamber International Organization. It's a leadership development organization. I feel blessed at age 22, I joined that organization because they teach you the theory, but then you got to go practice it. Leadership development, project management, can we teach, we learn all of that, but we got to run projects. Yep. And so we see the, the application. Have you heard the statement, knowledge is power? Definitely. That's one of the biggest BS statements I've ever heard. Knowledge Definitely. only becomes powerful when it's applied in a positive, constructive way. Yes. Application, yeah. Here's the thing. The most intellectual people in the world are not the richest people for that specific reason. Yeah, Generally, I, I, I mean, Einstein is the one who said, you, IQ is good, but without EQ, you're nobody. You're nobody. So your IQ plus your EQ, now you're a star. Yeah. Now you're a star. And that's, I mean, you, you'll see it all around the business world and, and so on, right? You'll see a lot of very smart people who love learning, who love understanding things, but application is, as you say, like if you don't apply, you don't get anywhere. And application yeah. is often the missing link for, for most people. And, and it's the same for entrepreneurs. I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs love development. They love sitting down reading. They love consuming knowledge, but they don't put it into practice. Yep, because the lack of trust. And then the other thing is, you know, look at our education system. You go get your MBA or your PhD. What's the focus? Curriculum, curriculum, knowledge, facts. You know, mathematics, science, facts, and then you come out on the world, out into the world, and where you're dealing with people. Where are you? What about your people skills? What about your people skills, man? They don't teach people skills, okay. and we learn that by either we were lucky and we, we we find a good mentor or a good coach who will coach us the people skills. I'm writing okay. a. I'm I'm starting to write a book, and the title of the book is People Demics which come from the upper academics, people-demics. And we're going to talk about communication, about trust, about building bonds and relationships and conflict resolution and that, that type, the things we do every day that they don't teach us in school. Yep. And, and why do you think there's such a high percentage of military people today, veterans today, we're doing this on Veterans Day, who suffer from post-traumatic, you know, Yep. Because they do a great job in, in boot camp of developing the physical. Yep. But the mental is totally neglected. The emotional part of the whole life is totally neglected. And they forget that 80% of how we behave, how we perform is impacted by, how, by our emotions, how we feel. You know why this podcast is going so great? Because you and I connected emotionally. Definitely. 
definitely. And I, I mean, I see it all the time when, when again, when when working with people, right? Like, it's it's all about having the the basic understanding. And honestly, most of the people that I see that are super successful are like myself. I I haven't even completed the equivalent of college, and because I found it too boring and you didn't learn enough <laughs> stuff, right? And re- reality is life is a much better teacher. Now, life is a better teacher if you take responsibility, if you take ownership, and if you actually learn. If you think you're going to learn from sitting, staring into a TV every day, you're, you're wrong, right? Right, you know? <laughs> but, but if you take ownership of things, and, and this is what, what a lot of entrepreneurs do. Like a lot of entrepreneurs that end up being successful become successful because they do that right they 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 take the ownership they develop a product they develop a service they develop something and you know they they become successful from that point of view but the last piece and and this is often the missing piece is what we talked about in the beginning with with letting go and because the, the problem is that and this happened for many many people when you get to a certain stage because you assume that that is the reason why you're successful. So if you are an expert plumber, right, and you, you've you been used to your whole life, you're winning because you're the best plumber around. No one knows more than you. Yeah. Now, the second you start a plumbing business, you're so focused on being the best, being the expert, instead of letting your staff grow up, right? And that's the problem. So so the mindset, and actually what I spend the most time on when I coach people is the mindset change between being an individual contributor and being a leader or being a manager of other people. Because what happens is the second you stop, uh, the second you start managing other people, it becomes all about what they do and what you do doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, when when I look back at the managers that I've worked under, the ones that I really appreciated are the ones who taught me something. Yep. The ones who taught me something. Lincoln, fantastic conversation. Um, Before we finish, anything, any great resources besides your books, any other great resources, any anything you've really enjoyed learning from yourself that you would recommend to the audience? Well, my, my closing comment to the audience is always remember, you are the star in the movie of your life. Make every day an Oscar-winning performance. You are the star in the movie of... Nobody can play Mads better than Mads. You know, you are the star in the movie of your life. Make every day an Oscar-winning performance. Start your day. Today, I'm going to be great. Today, I'm going to give my best. You know, every day starts like like an artist with a blank canvas. Every day. And then he finishes the painting at the end of the day. He would not sign that until it's perfect for him or her. So sign at the end of every day, look in the mirror and say, I did my best today. I did my best today. I give it all today. Awesome. So that, that's what, what I like to leave it with everybody here and my contact information and my website, www.hisbusinesspartners.com and all my contact is there. 
all the resources, the things that I do is right there. Perfect. Yep. Fantastic, Lincoln. That was a great conversation. Yes, Thank sir. Thank you very much for joining me today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me and best of luck to you and thank all your you. people on your audience. Fantastic. And to the audience, thank you very much for hanging on all the way to the end. We'll be back again next week. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.